Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I am hosting today. Jeremiah's off and so uh, welcome and we're glad that you're able to join us today to read our Bible. Today is episode 1.4 because we're reading uh, Matthew 4 <clears throat> and uh, Leap of Faith is about reading the Word of God into the world. Uh, one chapter at a time, taking one bite at a time, and then chewing on it a little bit. So before we start, um, I would like to uh, open us up in prayer. So uh, let me let me pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for always providing for us and uh, allowing us this um, platform to be able to bring your word into the world. We uh, thank you, of course, for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross and for the blood he shed for all of our sins. Uh, we thank you for the listeners, uh, and we just pray blessings over this moment, this time, and we hope that this will be a blessing to you and to anybody who is listening. So, Lord, we ask you to come into this moment and breathe life into your word. We thank you and pray this all in your precious son Jesus name. Amen. <clears throat> so today is uh, chapter four. Don't forget to put your check mark next to uh, your the top of your chapter so you know that you read it. And uh, the heading on this is the temptation of Jesus. Um, some of you seasoned readers may have already uh, heard about this part of Jesus's ministry where he went out into the desert <clears throat> and for anybody who's new to to uh, Christianity and um, believing uh, in Jesus uh, this is uh, his um, temptation by Satan so let's read <clears throat> the temptation of Jesus then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became hungry, very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scripture says, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off for the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, <clears throat> the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus begins. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and, re and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the 
the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadows, a light had shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. <clears throat> One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come to, to come to. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Crowds followed Jesus. Jesus traveled through the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom and he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness, their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. <clears throat> okay, so the temptation of Jesus was prior to him actually starting his ministry. Um, and he's out in the desert, and the devil comes to him, Satan. Um, and the first thing that I underlined was that, uh, that Jesus was led by the Spirit. So he's listening to what God's telling him to do, and he went into the, into the, into the, into the wilderness to be tempted. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted. Um, then he is talking to the devil. The devil says, if you're the son of God, you know, prove it. You know, turn these stones into loaves of bread. And Jesus quotes scripture because he was very educated in scripture. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I think that comes from Deuteronomy. If you look down at the bottom of your, uh, if you're following in the um, daily uh, daily walk, uh, you go down, there's like little notes and it tells you uh, for chapter, chapter four, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse four, uh, Deuteronomy uh, eight, three, I think it is. So you just go and you can go back and, you know, cross-reference it. Um, <clears throat> then, uh, the devil says to him, uh, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Satan knows the Bible. He's read it. He knows it. Um, it's not as if he's, you know, he, he knows, he, you know, he knows what he's fighting against. So he's going to use it against Jesus. And, of course, Jesus, you know, responds back, you must not test the Lord your God. So they're having this conversation, you know, and finally, at the end of it, he says to Satan, get out of here. Um, in other 
uh, versions, I think he said, stand behind me, Satan. I've said those words. And as soon as I say them, it's like I, I feel this peace over me. I can't explain it. Um, but once you say the name of Jesus, there's a lot of power in it. And uh, I feel like uh, it's something I've stood by for a really long time. Um, and he flees. Uh, the devil flees. And then um, I went into um, verse 17. Uh, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. He's... Uh, reiterating what John was saying back in chapter 3. I mean, he's, he's saying, you know, God is coming, and he's coming for his saints. And uh, then he starts calling his disciples, uh, the apostles, the 12 apostles, and he starts out with um, Peter and Andrew. And the thing that I underlined was in 19, he's, he, they left their nets at once, and followed him. They didn't hesitate. They immediately turned and listened to what God was telling them to do. He, they didn't hesitate. They, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves he hesitating in our um, obedience, but they they did it. And again, it happened again when uh, he got to James and John. They're sitting there in their boat with their dad, uh, fixing their nets, and and immediately. In chapter 22, they followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. They just left everything. Um, you know, who does that? I know I don't think, I mean, I'm hoping I could do it if I felt like God was telling me to get up and go. But, you know, most people are very comfortable with their lives the way they are. But there are people who do it every day. They go into mission work and they leave everything. Um, and then it goes into... Uh, Jesus is um, going out and starting his ministry of uh, healing the sick, and um, the, he's, he's getting a following, you know, and there's large crowds that are starting to follow him, which is going to bring us into uh, chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, which is, you know, everybody knows the Sermon on the Mount, um, especially people who've been reading the Bible for a long time. So um, that's it for chapter 4. Um, I uh, hope that you uh, were able to read along with me, and if you got something else out of it, you know, that'd be good. You can always um, send us a message on uh, whatever platform you're listening through. Uh, if you would like to subscribe and let us know, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, again, uh, I always say that I'm going to always give the invitation to receive Christ into your life. Um, I feel like uh, that's something that's important uh, as a Christian because uh, Jesus is saying in this that we need to become fishers of men and this is your moment to receive Christ and become a follower so if you haven't done it if you haven't uh, made that decision to uh, become a believer um, this is your time so I'm going to bow my head and uh, say the prayer and you can say it along with me <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. 
on this day. I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, um, welcome into the brotherhood and sisterhood of Jesus and into this wonderful world of faith in God. Uh, he is our Lord and our Savior. God is our Heavenly Father. And if I putting your trust in Him is probably the most important thing you're going to do in your whole life. So uh, thank you for uh, joining me today. And uh, just real quick, uh, I felt um, last night I was reading my Bible and, <clears throat> and I felt God telling me that I need to put this out there. Um, I have a bookmark that's in here and I have no idea where it came from. But on it, it says, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that's from Proverbs uh, 22, 6. And I felt like maybe there's somebody out there who might be struggling with a child. And um, I want you to know you're not alone. Uh, any parent, any parent has gone through something. There are no perfect children. There's no perfect people. And so... Um, I just want you to know you're not alone, and if you are raising your children as a uh, in a Christian environment um, through the Bible and through His Word and through God's Word, um, you're not alone. Uh, I've had struggles with my children. I know people who they seem like they've got these perfect kids, but they have struggles, and that's just part of parenting. So don't feel like you're alone. So hopefully this was a word for somebody out there. So with that, uh, thank you. This concludes um, episode 1.4, and I hope you have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time.